Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, how's it going, NBA fans? This is Kevin Haswell alongside Blake Pace for another episode of Courtside Take. Man, it's been another great week in uh, the NBA. Blake, how you doing? I'm good, and I'm surprised you're saying that. I thought we were going to have to take a moment of silence to start things off uh, after Joel Embiid was knocked unconscious from Markel Fultz, but um, you seem to be in a better mood than I thought you'd be. Well, this, besides the loss of Joel Embiid, which I do believe he'll still play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, two to four weeks, I mean, a face injury uh, around his eye. I don't think that's going to cause too many issues. No. Um, but it's still bright for Philadelphia. I mean, they haven't lost since March 13th. Um, they're wow. now tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the third spot in the East. And Ben Simmons looks, um, looks you know, as, be- as good as he has all year. And uh, I'm really excited to see what they can do come playoff time, especially if Joel Embiid's healthy. Yeah, definitely. They've, I mean, they've just been my favorite, not my favorite storyline because, you know, I, I'd always like to see, you know, maybe the Knicks be better than Philly, just, you know, a kind of courtside take rivalry that we have going on. I see here. what but you did there. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been an uh, interesting year for you guys. I mean, to get up in the three seed right next to Cleveland, um, it, it's just a remarkable season for you guys. And uh, it's <laughs> the future looks bright, if anything. Yeah, you know, people were talking about it a couple days ago about, or not a couple days ago, about two weeks ago, about what they would have to do to get to 50 wins. Now, um, they basically only have to go 4-2 and two the rest of the way, and they win 50 games. And after last season, who would have thought that team would have won 50 right. games and maybe been a top four seed, top three seed in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, it's all looking up, except Joel Embiid. Uh, of course, it had to be Markel Fultz that run, runs yeah, into right. him and causes the injury. Yeah. Uh, you know, the player that really hasn't helped him this year uh, makes them worse by running into Joel Embiid. But we won't spend all episode uh, talking about the Sixers. I actually wanted to catch up on the Knicks. So how are they doing? Uh, I think we we've only lost this past week. Let me make sure that I'm I'm right. Yeah, we're on a three game losing streak, twenty seven and fifty. If we're looking at the tanks, the tanking uh, the ranks. The Bulls have one fewer win than us, and the Nets have two fewer wins. Um, the Kings are also at 25 wins. So if there's a chance that the Nets, Bulls, and Kings can pull off two to three wins before the season's over, the Knicks lose out. We're looking at closer to the five pick, which maybe gets you in the you know the lottery chances of moving up some. Um, so we can move from nine maybe to this five and six range. We just need to lose out. And... Uh, you know, we just lost another young guy, um, Troy Williams, who we picked up from the Rockets, signed him to a fully guaranteed two-year deal. He's out for the season. He was a bright spot for us. Uh, so, yeah, you know, as long as as long as long we're losing for the rest of the season, I, I feel good. Yeah, I mean, each loss the rest of the way is a higher percentage chance of that number one exactly. pick. So uh, they'd be kind of stupid to, lose, or to win any games the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see, you know, if they play another team that's in the tank game, it'll just be a you know, who can, who can play worse, <laughs> yeah, who can, who can the bench most. the most players. Um, but we'll move on. So last couple of weeks, just to recap what we've done, we did the Eastern Conference two weeks ago. We kind of went through all the playoff teams, uh, talked about, you know, how, how they're playing and, and such. Last week, we did the Western Conference. Today, we're going to go through our NBA award predictions along with our all-NBA teams. 
so we'll start off with the mo most valuable player. I think this is a hands down. Um, James Harden is, is my pick. Uh, just go through his stats a little bit. Um, you know, a 29.8 uh, player efficiency rating, 14.5 win shared, uh, effective field goal percentage of 53.7%. Uh, averaging 30 point, 30.6 points, 8.8 .8 assists, 5.4 rebounds. Uh, he has the Rockets, you know, they've clinched the best record in the NBA already, and this has got to be his best season of his career, which is hard to believe considering his year last year. And he's only 28 years old, so still a lot ahead uh, for James Harden. But I think, you know, he's, I don't know if he'll win unanimous MVP. I think there's some, some people out there that still vote for LeBron. Um, and Giannis and some of those other players, but James Harden, hands down, if I had to put money on it, it's gonna be it's gonna be him for MVP. Yeah, definitely. And if I'm if I'm thinking like the top five in voting, I've got Harden at one. I'd say LeBron uh, takes second place. Um, I'd say then fighting fighting for third through fifth has got to be Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, and Giannis. Um, you know. Anthony Davis and Giannis, their teams are slipping. I think both of them right now are um, sitting at the eight seed in their respective conferences. Yep. Pelicans, 8th seed. Bucks drop down to the 8th seed. Um, pretty big falls for them, uh, you know, from where they were maybe even weeks ago. Um, but I still think, you know, they do enough for their team individually to get there. But, yeah, Harden's, Harden's got to be the MVP. I mean, you, you said it, you know, thirty over 30 points a game, almost 9 assists. And he's doing that all while sharing the ball with Chris Paul, who is also another ball-dominant guard. Um you know, James Harden can, you know, gets a lot of credit for the emergence of Clint Capella, who uh, may or may not get mentioned later in this show. Um, little teaser there. James Harden, he's just, he, he's, it's the perfect fit for a Mike D'Antoni offense, and you're seeing, you know, the best years coming from this combination, kind of like what you saw with D'Antoni and Steve Nash back in the day. Yeah, I mean, the way he's been able to really change his game and to be able to pass the last couple of seasons... Yeah. Uh, has been a big change for this team. I know he's always had the scoring ability coming out of Arizona State. I mean, you saw it uh, early on with the Thunder. I mean, some of those clutch playoff uh, moments he had. Also, you know, being one of the best six-man in NBA history, I think, uh, mm -hmm. down that stretch. And then, you know, they traded him to Houston because they didn't want to pay him a big contract. And now he's one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, go back and think about what the – actually, don't even go back. Just think about what the Thunder would be today if James Harden ended up staying. Right. I mean, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, arguably three of the top ten players in the world. Um, I think they would mm -hmm. be better than today's Warriors. Yeah, definitely. Because um, that, that would take Durant off those war that Warriors team. be a really close series, but I still think the Thunder would be you know the better team. Um, but things have changed. You know, Durant's in Golden State. And uh, Harden going to win MVP, but I think you know both Blake and I agree James Harden for MVP. Yeah, and the one the last thing that I think is just really impressive about him is, like we said, his ability to become a passer. I mean, his first year in Houston, he averaged uh, just over five assists a game, and then you know last year he exploded for eleven point two assists per game. Um, coming back down to right around nine assists this year, that's also just sharing the ball with Chris Paul. Chris Paul gets a lot of assists a game too, so. Um, you know, just having his ability to grow as a passer and a defender, too. Um, you know, he got ripped on early in his career for being a terrible defender, but has picked that up a little. Um, but, yeah, he's got to be the MVP of the league this year. Yeah, so we'll move on. Rookie of the year. I think we're both going to pick the same guy yeah. once again. Yeah. Uh, you know, the race is, well, there is a you know strong uh, case for some of these other players for these awards, um, for LeBron for MVP, and – 
uh, Donovan Mitchell for Rookie of the Year. I think you have to go with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, over his last 10 games, which the Sixers are 10-0 in, he's averaging 13.2 points, 11.8 assists, 10.1 rebounds, 1.8 steals, while shooting 57% from the field. I mean, he's been unreal um, offensively and defensively, and I think since Joel Embiid's gone down the last couple of games, he's really stepped it up and, you know, willed them to victory. I mean, they've won by double digits even without Joel Embiid. So um, Ben Simmons is going to be my pick. Uh, on the season, he's averaging 15.8 points, 8.0 rebounds, uh, 8.2 assists, shooting 54% from the field, effective field goal percentage of 54%, uh, player efficiency rating of 19.7, and win shares of 8.4. I mean, after the, his foot injury last year, who knows what the Sixers thought they were going to get out of him this year, but, you know, arguably could make an all-NBA team. Um, probably won't, but still, you know, great season. He's going to be rookie of the year, and, you know, it, it's great for Philadelphia. Yeah, it's definitely great for Philadelphia. I mean, I think that Joel Embiid should have gotten uh, rookie of the year last year, um, even though he didn't play that many games. Um, there wasn't that tight of a race then, so, you know, in my mind, they have the past two rookies of the year. Um, the thing with Ben Simmons that's been great to watch over the course of the year is his confidence grow. I mean, I've seen just highlight plays, some amazing dunks. Um, he's he's just been flashy on the court recently, and it's it's really showing that he's you know he's feeling comfortable as the season has gone on, more comfortable. He's trying out new things, um, and you know he's he's hot right now. And so yeah, he's got to be the rookie of the year. An amazing season. Um, Bright potential. I mean, you see, you know, if LeBron James is currently, you know, boasting about you on your social media, on his social media, and, and calls you the, you know, the next one that's coming up to be king, um, that that's the perfect endorsement, I think, for rookie of the year and for a future star in the league. Yeah, I think, you know, coming into the season, everyone thought most of his value would come on the offensive side of the ball, which his offensive box plus minus is 0.9, which is, you know, in the positive, it's pretty good. Uh, but defensive box plus minus is 3.5. Uh, so he's really been great defensively, almost averaging a steal and a block a game. Uh, at six foot eleven, I guess it's hard to not be a good defensive guard, um, especially at that. I mean, he's not he's not guarding guards, but um, you know he's he's playing well defensively. So well deserved for uh, Ben Simmons and James Harden so far. Uh, so we'll move on to Coach of the Year. Um, I'll let Blake go first on this one. Um, I. I'm going to be biased with my pick, but that's a little gotcha. bit. Oh, wait, uh, So, Blake, who's your coach of the year? Yeah, my coach of the year is Terry Stotts in Portland. Um, you know, right now sitting at the three seed, looks like they'll end up with that. 48-29 uh, and 29 for this team that, outside of Lillard, McCollum, and maybe Yusuf Nurkic, um, there's not much on this team that really impresses me. Uh, they're a top 12 team offensively, top 8 defensive rating. Um, pace isn't where I want it to be, but, you know, they're holding opponents to 103 points per game. That's fifth best. Um, they're not scoring as well as they should, I think, which is surprising because they do have a lot of offensive talent. But, you know, you're taking into account that Lillard, McCollum, they're kind of carrying the workload for the entire team, um, and the rest of the guys help out on defense. I've just been really impressed with um, how hot they've been after the All-Star game, especially. I mean, three losses since the, beginning, since, uh, the All-Star break. Um, they went on that amazing uh, win streak right after the All-Star break. Um, the, you know, the team stayed healthy, which is great. I know a lot of top teams and top coaches lose all their guys. I mean, a guy that I think that should have won it, you know, Brad Stevens, he's, you know, he's dealt with, uh, you know, a lot of injuries on that team. Um, but, you know, Terry Stotts, 
I'm making the case, you know, he should be coach of the year this season. Yeah, you know, I can agree with that. Uh, I don't think he'll win with win, but he's a great choice. Uh, my pick is Brett Brown. Uh, what you know, at the beginning of the season, everything was on Brett Brown. I mean, if this team didn't perform, I mean, he has the players, he has the talent on the roster to win. So if they, you know, didn't make the playoffs, it was going to be all on Brett Brown. Um, but now I feel like people aren't giving him enough credit uh, because of how this team's playing. They're saying, "Oh, it's all the talent. How hard is it, you know, to coach two potential All NBA players um, to the playoffs, and especially in the Eastern Conference?" But you know, they've reeled off ten straight wins. They're about to be a three seed um, or a four seed in the Eastern Conference, but they're tied with the Cavs right now. Um, you know, he's done a terrific job with this team. I mean, offensive rating of fourteenth uh, in the NBA. Uh, could be better, but defensive rating is fourth. I mean, for a team that lost so many games last year to be able to turn around um, and be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and, you know, maybe win around the playoffs, I think Brett Brown's got to be, you know, if not the, the coach of the year, you know, a top three candidate. Yeah, no, I mean, like we've spoken about the 76ers, you know, they're having an amazing year. The only difference that I, that I you know, knock him for, I guess, is that, you know, they're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference where, you know, there seems to be a significant drop-off after Team 3 talent-wise. You know, Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, and then it seems to be the East, the rest of the East. We're in the Western Conference. Um, I kind of see it as there are so many more powerful teams. And so for Portland to be able to, you know, rise up and be, you know, behind only Golden State and Houston, um, I think that that says a lot about what Stott has been able to do. Yeah, I mean... The Western Conference is kind of just jam-packed right now. Uh, we haven't really talked about that. I mean, I'm about to win free Chipotle uh, from Matt Wyrick. There's still time. the Pelicans are, I mean, they are uh, a game and a half back of the five seed um, behind the Thunder. Four-game losing streak. Four-game four game losing streak. You know, I thought the way Anthony Davis was playing, he was going to be able to carry them um, to that five seed. But right now they're sitting at eighth, like I said, a game and a half back. We'll see. Um, but... You know, hats off to Terry, or Terry Stotts. I mean, getting this team to almost, you know, probably 50 wins and 20 games over 500, uh, it's quite the feat. I mean, we talked about this on the last episode, but earlier this year we talked about, you know, whether they should break up Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, look at them now. Exactly. Uh, I, I, they're a team, though, in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to be able to win. Um, I don't know if that's the winning formula. I mean, they're winning during the regular season. Yeah. But. And that's the thing that, I mean, you even saw with Mike D'Antoni, coach of the year last year. You know, they fell apart in the second round of the playoffs. And it was like, well, you had the coach of the year, second place MVP, what happened? Um, I think that, you know, these some of these guys just need the recognition for what they do in the regular season because, you know, unfortunately they're not going to make it in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'll be something to watch, um, especially the way San Antonio is playing. But I think Portland's going to – Lock down that three seed. So uh, we'll move on to our all NBA teams. Uh, we'll start with third team. We'll move our way up to first team. Uh, Blake, we'll start with you. Name your five players on your NBA all or all NBA third team uh, for the 2018 season. Yeah, this one was extremely tough for me, um, and especially I mean I feel like I feel confident about my first and second team. The third team right now, what I have is Damian Lillard, Victor Oladipo. I put Ben Simmons on there. That's the one that I was still kind of shaky about. LaMarcus Aldridge from San Antonio and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Damian Lillard deserves to be on one of these three teams. I just think that there are some guards that have had more impressive seasons 
or that are just better talent-wise that deserve to be ahead of him. So unfortunately, he got bumped for that. I didn't want to put Victor Oladipo outside of these because his um, his growth this season has been remarkable, um, and I definitely think that he has been one of the top guards this year. Ben Simmons, you know, I thought about putting a third guard at um, All-NBA third team. Um, you know, Ben Simmons, when I'm looking at the forward position, he does every a little bit of everything. You know, he's like a mini LeBron James. Um, so that's why I have him on the third team. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't like his game. I don't like, you know, I don't think that the mid-range jumper is, you know, the way to succeed in today's NBA. But what he's been able to do to carry the San Antonio offense without Kawhi Leonard, he's got to be on there. And then center, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, this is just unfortunately because two big men are just better than him um, right now. But he is one of the bright futures of the NBA. Definitely deserving of making um, an all-NBA team this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I like, you know, the players you chose for yours. Um, here's mine right here. I'm going to start with LaMarcus Aldridge, what he's done for the Spurs team. I mean, they've been playing really well lately behind him all the way up to the four seed now. I'm um, going to go with Chris Middleton. Um, just kidding. No, I'm not going with Chris <laughs> Middleton. That was a joke. Um, but I will go with Paul George on the third team. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, no, I guess it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, you have him on the third team. I will go Paul George. I will go Joel Embiid. And... Wow. Look at you. Damian Lillard. So that's four. And I'll round it out with Ben Simmons. Um, you know, okay. Damian Lillard, obviously the leader of that Portland Trailblazers team. Ben Simmons is going to be Rookie of the Year. Uh, Paul George, I'm guessing you have him on your second team by that reaction. Uh, but the way the Thunder are playing right now, I mean, they're middle of the pack in the West. They probably could be a lot better. And Paul George is a big reason why. I mean, defensively, he's been really good. I don't know offensively he's done you know all he can do for that team. And then Joel Embiid. I mean, I, I have put two Sixers on. I think you put him too low. You think you put him too low? I yeah, put him too low? I think the so. The thing is with this eye injury and some of the games he's missed this year, I don't yeah. know if he's played enough to be an all-first-team gotcha. NBA. Oh. Um, but maybe. We'll see. Gotcha. Uh, we'll move on to second team. Yeah. Who do you got? Yeah, all-NBA second team. Uh, the guard position, I have Russell Westbrook and DeMar DeRozan. Um Four words, I have Paul George and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then I put Joel Embiid as my uh, All-NBA second team. So, you know, you put uh, Paul George and Embiid on the third team. I thought, you know, weakness at the position, I think that they were upgraded, elevated to those levels. I think that, you know, they have to be considered the second tier of their positions. Um, Giannis, he's carrying that Milwaukee team. Um, unfortunately, they're just, you know, they don't have a supporting cast that's good enough and the right coaching. So, um, you know, he has all the makings of a future multi-time All-NBA first-team player. Not there yet. Uh, Joel Embiid, you know, the leading scorer for the Sixers, top 14 in the East. Um, he's been, besides, you know, when DeMarcus Cousins was playing, the most dominant center. Um, so I, I have to put him at All-NBA second team. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, the Raptors, um, we didn't even talk about Dwayne Casey. He could potentially be the coach of the year for what he's done in Toronto. Um, DeMar DeRozan is continually, continuously improving, um, especially his uh, outside shooting this year. He's gotten a lot better with that. And then Russell Westbrook, you know, the walking triple-double. I know that stat, that, that name kind of gets hyped up, but he is, you know, he does a lot for that team. Um, you know, maybe that's just because he holds the ball so much. Uh, you know, I've been critical of his play this season um, with a much better supporting cast than he's had before, but uh, still deserving, still one of the most talented players in the NBA, deserving of all-NBA second team. Wow. Um, 
Okay, so That's I'm going to go a little different. Uh, I'm going to put Kevin Durant on the All-NBA Whoa. second team. Whoa. I'll put Kevin Durant on the All-NBA second team. Um, the thing is, I mean, I think there's too many good guards. And, and But he's a forward. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What? There's, there's one player that I would take over Kevin Durant, right, this season. And he's on my NBA first team, and you'll figure it out. It's someone you put on your second team. So, yeah, it's all right. Um, I'm going to put Carl Anthony Towns, All-NBA uh, second team. You know, defensively, he's improved a little bit this year. But offensively, what he's, you know, done for the Timberwolves team, keeping them afloat without Jimmy Butler, uh, been terrific. Russell Westbrook, All-NBA second team. Um, you know, what he's – I mean, I think last night he had a triple-double uh, by the end of the third quarter. I mean, guy's terrific. Um, and then Chris Paul. Gonna also wow. put on the All NBA second team. He's been really good this year. I'm going for the hot takes today. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of lost here on who on who to put who else to put. So I put three, right? So you, I can pick two more. You put Carl Anthony Towns, Russ, and Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. So you got one more. Oh, I'm gonna put Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's gonna take my last spot in All NBA second team. Uh, he's been terrific. I mean, where he's brought this Celtics team to the number two seed. I mean, I know he's hurt right now. He'll still play 60-plus games. I mean, that's good enough to make all-NBA team. I don't have him on any of my teams. Kyrie Irving? I don't have Kyrie Irving oh. on any of my teams. Why? Why do you do that? I just think that there's so much to his... his <coughs> there's a combination of things. Um, yes, he's gotten better defensively. I credit that to Brad Stevens, just teaching team defense like Kyrie's never been taught before. Um, I just, I think that it's more of a rotation in Boston. It's not like a star. It's like you have a bunch of guys who do different things and they all kind of combine together for one great team and he's been hurt. So I took all of those things. Um, I thought his play, you know, decreased significantly after leaving LeBron James. Um, he's still having a good year. He's still a top player in the league. I just think that some of these other players have had breakout years, Damian Lillard, Victor Oladipo. But I think just judging off of this season, Kyrie isn't one of the top six guards in performance. Talent-wise, definitely, but I've loved what I've seen from some of these other guys. And uh, Kyrie, unfortunately, was my biggest like name. I had him on there originally, but I really couldn't keep Victor Oladipo off there with what he's done in Indiana. So uh, Kyrie got the boot from me. I guess that's fair. We'll move on to the bet, the top five players, the All NBA first team. I think we'll be pretty similar, except yeah. one player yeah. uh, that you were mad that I put on the second team, which I, I can see, but I, you know, I don't know. So we'll so, move forward. Who's on your NBA All NBA first team? Yeah, so I've got you know guards Steph Curry, James Harden, forwards LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, and then forward center Anthony Davis. Um, Steph banged up. It's been rough to watch. Um, the, the Warriors are struggling without him. Um, even with Kevin Durant Clay Thompson coming back, they're still not finding it. It, it shows that this is still Steph Curry's team, and they, they're really missing a healthy Steph Curry right now. James Harden, MVP, can't not be on the All-NBA first team. Um, you know, first place in the West, best record in the NBA. Phenomenal job on their part. LeBron James, always an NBA first teamer. Um, what he does to a team, you know, I mean, you put him on just about any team and they're in the playoffs, seemingly. Um, Kevin Durant was the biggest one that I was shocked about because I just think that he's not only 
I mean, he's the second best offensive. No, you know, he's, he's, he has the best offensive array of talents. Um, you know, he doesn't have, like, the pull-up from 35 feet Steph Curry range. But, you know, Kevin Durant has the mid-range game. He's lengthy enough to get to the rim better than Steph um, and has outside shooting abilities. So I've Kevin, like, what he brings to the team offensively, and he's their leading rim protector. That's where I think was my biggest thing is that he does so much for the team on defense that I had to keep him on the first team. And then Anthony Davis, the Pelicans would be the worst team in the NBA without him or Boogie. Um, and for them to still be in the playoff hunt, to be between the four and eight seed um, with Anthony Davis in the supporting cast, I mean, he's one of the youngest bright stars in the league, you know, along with Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid. Um, he's got to make it on the All-NBA first team. Yeah, uh, I think the one place we disagree is with Giannis and Kevin Durant. I have Giannis on the All-NBA first team, uh, so I'll run through. I got LeBron, obviously, um, arguably the most valuable player every year uh, if, it, you know, if you take numbers out of it. And then Giannis, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and Steph Curry. I mean, those five guys um, clearly, in my eyes, are the five best players in the world right now. I mean, maybe you can argue Durant. I think, okay, you definitely can argue Durant's yeah. a top-five <laughs> player, but... Uh, these five guys, you know, what they've done for their individual teams, they all led them. Um, whereas, you know, Durant uh, has, you know, a better supporting cast, um, except Curry. You know, I'm all over the place today. But LeBron and Giannis, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Stephen Curry, I mean, we can both agree, got to be, you know, all NBA first team. Yeah, I feel like we relatively had the same list. Um, I left off Kyrie, you left off Victor Oladipo. Um, both had Simmons, Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Paul George. Yeah, I feel like, oh, wait, you left off DeMar DeRozan. Oh, I'm not a big fan of DeMar DeRozan. I understand. What? You're I not under- a big fan of the I, best player on the best team in the Eastern Conference? They're, they're not the best team. They in the have Eastern the best Conference. record. They're not thank the best you, team, but they you. have the best record, and he's been the best player on that team. Okay, he's averaging 23.4 points per game, and... Defensively, he averages a steal, maybe uh, right around a, one steal. Doesn't get any I'll blocks. Take a steal. Defensively, he's not great. Can't really shoot the three pointer. I mean, he. I just think that he he leads this team. And like you talk about one steal a game. Well, Paul George is one of the best defensive wings. He's getting two steals a game. So you know, you take half of that. I'll take half of the defense Paul George provides. I don't know. But I just, steals. That's not an automatic. Correlation, just because no, he has half the steals, he's half out there. And I agree, he can't shoot from three. He's gotten better. What's what's his percentage this year? I'm looking it up right now, but I just don't know. And that was, the, I think that's the biggest difference we had because I have him on my second team. You didn't have him at all, so that's probably our biggest difference. Besides maybe, no, everything else was just flipped one one team or the other. But yeah. Big disagreement on DeMar DeRozan. Negative one defensive box plus minus this year. That's barely below zero. Negative one. Barely below zero. One, 1. 1.9. Put it this way. Ben Simmons, if you combine his his box plus minus is 3.6, and DeMar DeRozan's is 1.9. And in my we both have Ben Simmons on our third team. And his player efficiency rating is only 21.4. I wouldn't say that's an elite level. I think it's, oh man, you're choking me up right now. I think this is like, I still, it's got to be top 10. Player efficiency rating? It's not. 
I looked. I just looked up top player efficiency rating. I didn't see Demar Derozan anywhere. Near the Let's top. take a look at this. PER, NBA, Demar Derozan is. Oh wow, wow, Demar, what are you doing? He's twenty seven. He's behind Javale McGee. There's only fifteen spots on the list, but, <laughs> and that's his only. Like player efficiency rating basically takes in his whole offense into effect, and the fact that he's twenty seventh. And he's only good on the offensive side of the ball. Like, but we got to we got to take into effect the inflation that this gives to centers. Would you say that you would rather have Hassan Whiteside, Andre Drummond, Nikola Jokic, Jonas Valanciunas, um, Javale McGee ahead of him? Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have Hassan Whiteside than Demar Derozan. Yeah. Oh, stop! Hassan <laughs> Whiteside is so bad offensively. I would also rather he have play. Andre, I'd rather have Andre Drummond. Eric Spolstra benches Hassan Whiteside. Andre Drummond. No, what does he provide offensively? He doesn't he provide shoots like seventy percent. Yeah, from like right underneath he averages, the rim. He averages like he can't shoot. He averages five less points a game, probably. He averages about what seventeen or eighteen points a game, oh, like fifteen gosh. rebounds. What does he average a game? All right, let's pull this up. Andre Drummond. I don't even have. Oh, it doesn't even say that here. I can't even pull that up. Um, great. So I don't know. I, okay, I well, can't believe that you're we'll saying. We'll do a quick comparison here. Oh, you would rather have Andre Drummond this year or Hassan Whiteside on an All NBA team? The Pistons aren't even in the playoffs. No, I'm saying I'd rather have them as players. I don't know if they're more more. You'd rather have them as players. That's even 15, worse. Fifteen points, sixteen rebounds. I don't for think Andre anyone, Drummond. Anyone can get rebounds. Ennis Cantor, let's put him up. Ennis Cantor is getting a ridiculous amount of rebounds just because he's the center. Russell Westbrook gets eh, like near he's, ten. He's getting he's getting eleven rebounds a game. He's getting rebounds because or Cantor's getting rebounds because he's playing garbage time for a tanking team. So. Oh hey, don't call out my Knicks like that. I love Ennis Cantor, but uh, yeah, Ennis Cantor has a PR of twenty four point zero eight. You're telling me that he should be considered one of the top. 20 players, he's 17th in player efficiency rating. That's an inflated stat to centers, and I think that DeMar De- I'd much rather DeMar DeRozan than, let's go above the list, I'd rather have him than JaVale McGee, <coughs> Jonas Valanciunas, Trey Burke. Trey Burke is 20th in PER at 23.13. All right, let's filter out, count up the names of guys you want to filter out and tell me if he's top 15, he's not. All right, One. James Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Steph, Giannis, KD, Montrez Harrell is 7th in PER. I'm not taking him. Kyrie, Dame. I'm not taking LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not. His Why? Name. Because his game is so... It, it doesn't fit the current mold of the NBA. What do you mean? He's like a mid-range shooter. The turnaround shooter. jumper? The, the, look at Houston right now. They're all threes and layups. So I'm at 8 right now. Carl Anthony Towns, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, <laughs> Jokic, Jimmy Butler. Oh, I'm so close. Victor... Victor Oladipo. <laughs> no, I wouldn't rather Victor Oladipo. Yeah, you rather... would. Why? You put him on your All-NBA team. I know, below DeMar DeRozan. He's on my third. Uh, Joel, DeMarcus, Kevin Love. All right, so he is 17th. In player efficiency rating. In player, in, oh, and, those and, guys in player, and player efficiency. efficiency rating is not taking in his negative one defensive box plus minus. Which, he's 17th in player efficiency rating according to, according to your statistic, right? And... That's offensively, That's right? your statistics. That's, That's what you pulled out. Yeah, no. If you we pulled out my way, he's 27th. <laughs> you just filtered out this player efficiency <laughs> That's true. You filtered out players that, you know, oh. are efficient scorers like Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside. But at the end of the day, we're not, we're not even – that's not even showing his defensive ability, which isn't great. <sighs> 
I, I just I I can't say that he's not one of the fifteen best players in he's the NBA not. this year. He's I not. Can't, they're the number one team in the East. Uh, you think it's Kyle Lowry that's carrying this team? It's De, it's Demar Derozan. You think it's Fred Van Vliet? Jonas Valanciunas, it's DeMar DeRozan carrying the Raptors to the number one seed in the East. We shall see if I can find this stat. If I can find the stat. You're... What are you looking for? Uh, best box plus minus this season. Ah. Ooh, here we go. ESPN <laughs> has it. Uh... Great quality silent time after, after this big debate. Okay, here we go. So, leaders, this is so stupid. Where does it happen? It's all time. It's all time. Oh, that's not what we were looking for. I'm Hmm. sorry, fans out there. I'm just trying to prove this man's wrong. Uh, Seasons. Stats. Advanced. How about this? Oh, here we go. DeMar DeRozan's earned wins added. DeMar DeRozan, 14. That's in the top 15 of something. How do you know that? Have you looked it up? Earned, earned wins added right here. Estimated wins added. Let's take a look at value added. DeMar DeRozan, value added, 14th. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Box plus minus. You know who has the best this year? James Harden. Yeah. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Kawhi doesn't count, Kyle Lowry, ahead of him, box plus minus, Andre Drummond, Demarcus Cousins, I guess doesn't really count, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Anderson. I mean, you just go down the list. Let's see. So, but you so he's all the way count. down. Let's just let's just zoom him all the way down to. 72nd. But you're not taking into account how much he use, he's controlling that offense. Kyle Anderson isn't okay. taking nearly okay. the amount of shots. Or, All right. so or we'll Kyle go, Lowry. So we'll go into his you know his offensive stats. He's 30th in offensive box plus minus. 30th. But, but like, right. box plus Behind minus. Behind who? Taking, yeah, so who are the names on there? Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Kyrie, or, yeah, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, Tyreek Evans, Carl Anthony Towns, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Victor Oladipo, Darren Collison, Anthony Davis, uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge. I skipped over some names that haven't played enough or you know weren't really relevant. So I have at least four of the names that you mentioned that I would still say that he is a bigger part of their offense then. So I, I just I can't say that he's not... One of the top three uh, offensive of box plus minus, dude. Come on, like how and what? What's that? Were you just saying Vo- value? Value above? added. Okay, we're gonna go value over replacement player. All right. Um, and we'll go to Warp. the best in the NBA, which is um, James LeBron James. Oh, nice. That makes sense. If it would sort basketball reference is not doing me well right now. Okay, so LeBron James, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, Andre Drummond, Kyle Lowry, Anthony Davis, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Victor Oladipo, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Stephen Adams, DeMarcus Cousins, Al Horford, Otto Porter, LaMarcus Aldridge. DeMar DeRozan's already at 33rd. 
on value above replacement player. Wow. I'm Damn taking you DeMar. apart with these statistics Damn right now. Damn it, DeMar. If only Are we too low on Kyle Lowry? Uh, Kyle Lowry's kind of balling. I hear him mention... 20, 20 player efficiency rating, uh, 5.7 offensive box plus minus, a 0.3 defensive box plus minus. He's playing an okay defense. Uh, 6 box plus minus, which is, I believe, his top 15. Maybe he makes my all NBA team instead of DeMar. But does he? I mean, like... What other guard are you putting ahead of him? Who did you put ahead? Chris Paul. I... I think this year, I mean, I've heard you mention I mean, Chris, Chris Paul's Paul 15th on this list. Chris Paul has a 4.6 higher player efficiency rating uh, and a higher offensive box plus minus and a higher defensive box plus minus and a higher box plus minus. <laughs> so Chris Paul's been better. The Raptors are fake, my friends. Uh, fake news. They are fake Raptors news. Are fake news. If anyone Damn, ever I really tweets, thought that this was their year. If anyone tweets out that the Raptors win the Eastern Conference, I'd like to tell you that it's not happening. I don't think they'll win the Eastern Conference. I, oh man, I really thought Demar was a lot better. You definitely got me on this one. To all I, our courtside fans out there, uh, to be honest, I did not research beforehand. I just <laughs> picked players who I knew were top fifteen players. Blake, on the other hand, did some research beforehand, but. Put DeMar DeRozan on his second team. So that's mind-boggling, especially with the numbers we just went through. I think that he'll still end up in a top and all-NBA team this year. I think that he would still make all-NBA third team when the season's over. I think that he gets in the voting. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I mean, you go through these numbers, they're not that great. I don't think they're putting Chris Paul in over him. Chris Paul's I think had a they great should. Year. I think they should. I mean, you look at these numbers, and he's also on the best team in the yeah. in the Western Conference but, in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I still think that somehow Demar Derozan maybe he slips in as a guard slash forward over Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know how he fits in there. I I just have to think that Demar is at least in the All NBA third team by the end of the year. Maybe maybe he's shooting thirty one percent from three. He's never been good at shooting the three. Okay, but. 23 points a game. That's great. Five rebounds. Solid. Small Solid for shooting guard. Shooting no, 3.9 rebounds. Sorry. 5.2 assists. That's great for a shooting guard. 5.2 assists. The one thing I will give him, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. 2.2 turnovers per game, which is not too bad compared uh, to some of the best players. But effective field goal percentage below 50%. I mean, come on. How are you going to put DeMar DeRozan up there? I don't know. I think he's going to make it. I mean, maybe I'm too low on Damian Lillard. Maybe Lillard needs to be second team, DeMar down to third. Man. Well. Interesting debate. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, We went through all of our teams. Uh, Please tweet at us if you think DeMar DeRozan is a top 15 NBA player. I don't think there's anyone out there that thinks so. Uh, So that will be a debate for another day. But thanks for joining us. Blake, do you have any last words? The tank is on. DeMar DeRozan will make an all-NBA team. Mark my word. I'm saying it. End of the year, he's going to be on one. Uh, But besides that, solid episode. We're getting ready for the playoffs just about two weeks away now until the first playoff game, April 14th, I think. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we we shall see. I'll put a poll up on Twitter, see if DeMar DeRozan (laughs) is considered a top 15 NBA player. Uh, It'll be on Pure Sports NBA. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pure Sports Network. Um, we don't say this very often, but this podcast is presented by Pure Sports Network. Uh, you can also follow our NBA Twitter at Pure Sports NBA. Uh, go, follow, or go like us on Facebook at Pure Sports Network. 
And we'll catch you next week with, you know, some playoff previews. Awesome. Take care, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.